With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Zach Sauer Tribute Show on the Sports Crew Radio Network. It is Tuesday, March 7th. I'm your host and Zach's business partner, Lou Landers. I want to bring in the two people I am joined here by tonight who had the privilege of working very closely with Zach on a regular basis. The first is Mike Stromay. Mike is one of the sports crew NFL and MLB analysts, spent all of this past NFL season doing football and fantasy football radio shows with Zach. Mike, thanks for joining me here tonight, man. How you doing? Yeah, you know what, Lou, it's a, uh, it's a terrible circumstances, but I'm always I'm always ready to talk uh, talk sports. Um, I think I, I've in my career with between sports crew and uh, other websites, I've probably done about 30 shows in my life, and I think Zach was on all of them, but one. So it's a really uh, it's a really tough time to be uh, talking sports, but uh, it's the way he would have wanted it. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's very true. You already gave me chills, man. I can't imagine how many times I'm going to get chills the rest of this evening. But let's bring in our other our other host here. That's Shane Thompson. Shane joined the sports crew back in October of 2016. He became very friendly with Zach. They connected pretty quickly. Shane was a regular guest on Zach's and my sports buffet show and our MLB radio show. Shane, what's been tonight, man? How you doing? Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Um, obviously, it's it's a lot of, like uh, Michael did too. Also, from my experience, too, because I, I mean, credit mine is much briefer than, than most when it comes to sports casting, podcasting, any, anything related to passion of the game that you're able to experience and, and share your knowledge with in and out of the game. And this is one of the first times I'm going to be able to do this with, with Zach, and it, it just doesn't feel right. It's, it's just flat out weird. And I think everybody's kind of going to be in the same exact boat that I am. And, I mean, it's it's for the it's for the for the wrong reasons of being on here, but it, it is what it is, and and he's definitely still here in our presence. Absolutely, man. I feel like he's sitting here right beside me right now. And um, on today's show, everyone will be going through some of the stories we all have about Zach, as well as taking calls from people who worked with him in the industry. We'll also break down Zach's fantasy baseball outfield rankings, which, of course, is I know a piece of work that Zach is incredibly proud of. But before we do um, get into anything else here, I want to bring in Zach's mother, Kathy. Kathy, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight to honor your son. Hi, um, I'm Kathy Sauer. I'm Zach's mom. And uh, Zach took away a piece of my heart. And I don't know if you want me to just start talking about him or if we're going to have a conversation. So sort of let me know what you want me to do. Well, well, Kathy, firstly, again, thank you so much for joining us. And what I want to do is pretty much give you the floor and take the opportunity for you to share some things with us about Zach, his life, growing up, playing sports, his writing and broadcasting career, and pretty much what all of that meant to him. Well, 
start with the essence of what that soul was really like. Um, you know, you have kids, they're the love of your life, you're their biggest cheerleader. Um, when he started writing, um, I read every article, shared it with every Facebook friend. His grandmother read every article when he started doing shows with you. Um, listened to every single one. I remember every Tuesday night spending Tuesday nights in the bedroom just listening and always grabbing that player that uh, just made my fantasy team so much better. Um but the essence of he definitely soul, gave good advice, Kathy. He definitely gave wonderful <laughs> advice, that's for sure. Yeah, but he kept, he kept the good stuff sometimes for himself when it came to mom. Anyway, um, on Valentine's <laughs> Day, which just was a few weeks ago, um, I had come home from work, and there was a dozen roses on the counter. And there was a note, and it said, Mom, I know we have our own significant others to love on Valentine's Day, but that doesn't mean I don't love you, because I do very much so. While I will always call or get called baby with Meg, that's his fiance, I will always be your baby boy and a mom's boy. Hope you have a great day. I love you with all my heart. Your baby boy, Zach. Now, before I got home from work, my oldest son got home from work, crossed out the Zach and put Jake. That's the kind of household we had. We were always having fun. <laughs> Doing stupid stuff. He, plus, Jake would never write a letter like that. <laughs> but then, I guess he, he he always wrote letters to Meg. Um, he just was just his his heart was just so big. And um, I told him after he wrote me a few letters recently that if he didn't make it in the sports world, he could make it as a romance novelist because he just had a way. I would be the first person in line to buy that book. Yeah, he he was always uh he's always one to show the love, that's that's for sure. Yeah, he just he just knew how. Um broadcast listening to him talk to you on the radio, I would tune him in at work. Um, work at a great company so the boss would always let me listen in. Um, people would come in my office and I'd say, That's my son and that's his partner Lou. Uh got disappointed when football season was over with because hell I only love football and uh since Dave Winfield doesn't play for the Yankees anymore, I don't really watch. Um, I, I understand oh. that, Kathy. We've had a uh, we've had a ton of uh, <laughs> conversations about Dave Winfield, and the only regret I have is that you couldn't um, you couldn't force Zach into liking the Yankees too, because if that was the case, we probably would have been even closer than we already are. Um, yeah. So, well, that's um, just to argue about. <laughs> well, so, yes, that's very it, true too. It Kathy, is. is there um, anything is there anything you want to share with us about Zach's early life growing up playing sports and kind of where he got his true passion and love for sports? Well, we used to first of all when they were when my kids were babies, they used to have to take naps at quarter to one on Sunday afternoons. That's all there was to it. When they were old <laughs> enough to watch football, we were always watching first always watching football. His first four years of his life, the Bills went to the Super Bowl. And I always said to him, Zach, you know, they're probably not going to go back when I'm alive, but when they win the Super Bowl, you are going to be so happy. And that's one thing I really regret because, you know, that's a big thing for us. But as a kid growing up, he has a brother that's three years older. And if they played in the same soccer association, he would play two ages up to play with his brother. He would be the leading scorer on the soccer team. 
And one of his proper things was when he was little, he played not just tackle football, but he played flag football, and he played up on his brother's team, and I was his coach. And on occasion, he would tell people that his mom was undefeated. And we did coach one season, but we were undefeated. And he did lead the, the league in scoring, and he was three years younger than the rest of the guys. But he played he played everything. He played baseball. He played in the Cooperstown National Tournament. He was an elite soccer player. He was the quarterback of his modified and freshman football team until he switched over to soccer. He was on a stupendous basketball team at DPU High School. That's a small school in western New York um, who has one of the greatest coaches. And when Zach would screw up, I'd always ask him, you know, some people are Christ-like and they say, what would Jesus do? I would just say, what would Coach Jones do or say? (laughs) Because that's just somebody that really, really kept him in line. Um, But he just kept playing sports. He played sports through through college, um, he played some. He still continued to play soccer, and then unfortunately, he didn't finish college. And how he got into writing in the first place, just he said he was looking at fantasy lineups, and something popped up on Facebook because you know how they just track you, and that's how he got his first job. He was so thrilled, and then when uh, he broke off with Lou, it, he was in just such a great place so it's unfortunate that his fire just burned out so quickly and that's one thing I want to talk about because I know my son had addiction problems over the years Um, he did help it was late the light at the end of the tunnel you would never know anything was wrong but what I didn't know until I talked to the funeral director and a couple state troopers was that Addiction also has a lot to do with depression, and I never knew that he had any type of mental illness or depression, which is possibly a real strong link as I talk to people. And you know what? We're not going to educate kids because when we were kids, we were infallible. We just have to educate the parents for the parents to see it or their bosses to see it. It's just, uh, it breaks my heart. You know, I've spent the last six days ifting and anding and budding, and I, I don't think that'll end soon, but uh, I think that's just a real important thing for anybody listening, that they know somebody that, that's had more than one bout of addiction, that they need to go deeper. Just just their bout at rehab and getting sober, is, and there's so much more to it. And anyway, after I said all these things about my um, wonderful son and haven't cried, I just want to thank you in advance for all the kind words you're going to say for the rest of the show. And you'll always be part of my family, and I'll never stop listening. Well, Kathy, um, you're very brave tonight, Kathy. And um, I know Zach is looking down at you, and he's proud of you for coming on the air tonight and, um, you know, almost taking his place right here with me. Um, and I appreciate that more than you could ever know. I appreciate your kind words, and I hope that um, tonight's show will be very something very special for you, the family, Meg, and anyone else who um, had the privilege of knowing Zach, ever working with Zach, and this is something that you'll be able to have forever, and I hope we can just uh, do him proud and do you guys proud as well. So thanks so much again for taking the time, and at this point, if you want to just uh, listen to our tribute to him, um, feel free to do so, and we will carry on. 
Thank you, and good night. Thank you, man, for all the beautiful things you'll say. Thank you, Kathy. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, All right, guys. Well, that was Miss Sauer. Um, Lovely, lovely lady. I've got the privilege of getting to know her over the last couple of years. Um, a big, big fan of the Sports Crew Radio Network. Um, I know she listened more so for Zach, and I don't blame her. Um, but I, I hope that um, maybe she'll call in sometime next year during the football show and ask us some <laughs> questions and all that, and uh, that would be a lot of fun. But at this point, I want to bring in um, one of our first callers here tonight. His name is Corey D. Roberts. He's the owner of MajorLeagueFantasySports.com, actually the place where Zach started his sports writing career, uh, the place where I met Zach. And, Corey, I think we have you on the line here now, man. How are you doing tonight? What's going on? Corey, are you here? I guess he sorry, is. my um, sorry about no. me. my 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 phone was no, on mute, buddy. <laughs> no worries, buddy. No worries. No worries. It happens to the best of us. Exactly. How how's it going? And the worst Corey? of us What's too, up, though. <laughs> yes, the worst of us uh, too. <laughs> no, um, it, it's going. It's it's it, you know it's a good evening. A little melancholy, uh, you know, obviously under the circumstances, and um. You know, I, I did get a chance. It was nice to hear uh, uh, Kathy talk and, and, you know, throw some stuff out there. And I know she was, you know, obviously a little emotional at the end. I got a chance to talk to her last night, and uh, we spoke for a while. It was really nice to, uh, you know, kind of talk to her and, and you know, fill her in on, you know, some of the things that gravitated me towards Zach and why um, why I really had a special interest uh, in him in, individually, especially when he joined the organization because we, uh, we actually had a lot of things in common, so. It was uh, it was it was very very rewarding getting a chance to talk to her last night. I'm glad I was able to pass along to her, you know, some of my you know my feelings behind the scenes. Of course, you know, not to put anything out in the open. Obviously, we had our little issues here and there, but at the end of the day, um, life is very short. There's going to be people you're going to meet throughout your lifetime, uh, when you're young, when you're older. Uh, and one way or the other, uh, occasionally sometimes, you know, you get in a relationship and sometimes the relationship doesn't work out, but the love is still there. And I think that's kind of, uh, that's really important to remember. People are going to come and go in your life, but at the end of the day, those that had an impact one way or the other, the, that uh, that always stays with you. Very well said, Corey. Um, yep. Is there anything you want to share with us about um, Zach and how he kind of, you know, you gave him the opportunity and kind of how he rose into the uh, the guy he became, at least in the sports industry? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I think it's an interesting story. You know, just uh, my a brief thing about my backstory is that yeah, I dealt with some of the same things that uh, Zach had to deal with pretty much in the same age bracket that we're talking about. So, you know, when I first met him in early 2015, he wanted to come on the writing staff. I mean, um, <laughs> I think uh, I never knew this, but uh, Kathy kind of told me last night that, that after he, he had talked to me on the phone, we did the first interview, that I, and I think I probably said this to everybody, if the conversation doesn't go longer than an hour, you're probably not uh, interested. You probably yeah. wouldn't be good in this industry. And, well, that's true, um, Corey. Corey, right. that's definitely Corey. true, man. <laughs> because the first time that you and I ever spoke, I believe it was almost like three hours um, you have you have a way yeah, of it, um, it, it, keeping people on the phone, man. Yeah, I know it's horrible. Yeah, I'm it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, I remember you said the exact same thing to me, and uh, you it, said it was it, between it, it, me. 
and some kid from Buffalo that you're looking at. You ended up bringing us both on, and we never looked back. And I'll, I'll always be grateful for that. Well, look, look. I mean, it, it, it really, it really is. I mean, if, if you have a passion in your eye, right? Uh, and it doesn't matter what the passion is. I mean, your passion could be mowing lawns. You know, your passion could be polishing shoes. You know, no matter no matter what your passion is, you know, it doesn't come and go in, in a whimper. You know, it, it just it, it doesn't come out in five minutes and that's it. It's something you can continue to talk about and it's something you can continue to be passionate about. And, you know, every single person that's been part of MLFS is, you know, has the same temperament and has the same passion. And so with him, I just thought it was funny when she brought that up when we were talking last night. I thought I was, <laughs> I kind of got a chuckle out of that. But, when you know, when he uh, came into the organization, you know, uh, the, the writing skills, you know, of course, you know, we used to have people send a article or something so you can read it. But I pretty much figured out, you know, in the conversation, I normally do um, with these phone conversations whether the person's a good fit or not. And I mean, he's obviously a good fit. But, you know, obviously you have somebody send you an article so you can read it and whatnot. But it was really good. And then as we kind of got to uh, know each other a little better, um, you know, for better or for worse, everybody, you know, I have my flaws. Everybody has their flaws. But the one thing that I do very well is get to know people, is get to know them. And, you know, every single person in our organization I get to know, and I kind of know them on a personal level. So, you know, he kind of opened up to me and told me some things that he was dealing with. He was a little bit of a redemption story, um, you know, recovering from certain, you know, uh, struggles and issues. And, of course, me with a similar background, you know, I'm 13 years out of that, but uh, with a similar type situation, you know, it it really kind of gravitated me towards him. And I I tried, you know, for better or for worse, um, you know, to, to really try to, you know, spend as much time with him as I could. And, you know, because I, you know, my cure to, to kind of get myself on the right track was staying as busy as possible, especially with passionate things. So this was a great opportunity for him and for us. Well, Corey, I can safely say, man, that um, no matter what, um, you know, I you'll always be in debt to me from a standpoint of being able to introduce me to Zach, put us together on that football show a few years ago. Um, because we became very close very quickly. And without you in MLFS, I never meet Zach. Um, we never grow and have that bond together, start the sports crew, and um, kind of have what where, where we are now. So um, you'll always have a special place in my heart, and I'm sure Meg and Kathy and the rest of his family also feel that way about you. So uh, thank you so much for all of that, and thank you so much for this call tonight and pay tribute to our departed friend, Zach Sauer. Absolutely. I'll say one, one thing in closing here, let you guys get back to it, and I appreciate you taking the call. Um, you know, I, I mean, I really don't deserve any credit, you know, for any of those things. Uh, what happens is, uh, you know, through, through your life, uh, you're going to have circumstances. You're going to meet people, and, you know, it could be a chance meeting X, Y, and Z, but I, I think there's a reason that we've all kind of bumped into each other. And, you know, you, you know, you guys being paired together doing that Tuesday night show and the writing and all the stuff you guys were doing, I think it was just kind of one of those things that was kind of meant to be. And, you know, parting our parting ways and you guys joining up and starting your own organization, I thought, was, you know, it's meant to be. It was, you know, it was it was just meant to be. And, you know, I think you guys have done a wonderful job since then. And, you know, I wish you guys all the luck in the world. And, again, I want to send my condolences out to, you know, Kathy and Megan. I mean, those are really – I know, you know, the rest of his family is hurting as well. But, you know, I mean, those are the two I'm familiar with is, is Mrs. Sauer and – and, you know, um, his fiance Megan. So I do want to send my condolences there from the bottom of our hearts of the whole Major League Fantasy Sports family. 
And, you know, if there's anything we can do to try to help or contribute somehow, just reach out. Thank you very much, it better myself, we'll, man. Uh, we'll definitely be speaking soon, thank Corey. Um, thank you so much, man. Take care of yourself. Love you guys. Take care. Love you, man. Well, that was Corey <sighs> Roberts, everybody, um, a guy who gave Zach his start in this industry. So I know Zach's looking mm-hmm. down and um, really appreciate that. We have another caller here. It's actually someone very, very important to me, close to me. It's my father. His name is Ricky Friedlander. Uh, he's an avid listener to the sports crew and all of our radio shows. One of Zach's biggest fans for sure. In fact, I'm pretty sure he listened to these shows to listen to Zach and not to me. But Ricky... Hey, thank you for the call. What's going on? How are you doing tonight? Well, um, I'm, I'm appreciative of the opportunity, firstly, to reach out to um, Zach's mother, the courage and the braveness that she showed to get on and speak um, hours, literally, in the scheme of things, after the uh, horrifying situation. As a parent, uh, there's nothing worse the order of life you're not supposed to go before your children. And um, she brought me to tears. Her words were fantastic. And yet she had um, humor. And when she spoke of his childhood and the story about Valentine's Day, it just, um, I had to get on the phone and just sent her my tremendous admiration and uh, love to her, uh, the fiance of, of Zach. And it's hard as a parent because, you know, Lewis is here and I listen to his voice and I listened to his voice for, you know, 27 years. And um, when he decided to take this road because I wanted him to be in the entertainment business with me, I was very proud that he'd be independent and do this. I was so impressed how they both of these two young men got together and um, they gelled because their personalities were different. I would listen to each and every show like Kathy I was blown away by Zach's knowledge, um, his information. He's like a a computer, like a sports Bible. Uh, No matter what topic, he was there. And um, I challenged him a couple times just to see if I could get a a rise out of him. And he was always very polite and respectful. But I knew, he knew that I knew that he was right and I was wrong. Um, it's, it's, It's difficult because I like everybody who's going to be calling in, we want it to continue. We wanted um, the relationship to grow as the partners would develop bigger and stronger in the sports industry. Um, I know that Lewis, who likes to be called Lou, will carry Zach's incredible knowledge, uh, his respect for the sport that he talked about, his love of football, and Zach will continue in the sports crew. Zach will continue in the world of sports because all of us will keep them alive. We'll all have a story that goes way beyond tonight. Um, I thank everybody out there who will be calling in, who will be listening, because when you turned on and listened, you were listening to two young men who have devoted. It goes way beyond the hour and a half they give us, the amount of time, the amount of um, consulting they do, the amount of uh, work that's involved to put a show together, and they continue, and they were growing. They were getting bigger and bigger and getting recognized, um, and I know this for a fact. So I'll, I'll, I'll say goodnight. I, again, I hope one day to be able to really sit down and meet Kathy um, 
I want to tell you your son was just absolutely fantastic at what he did. I know you're listening. I know your family's listening. And as a parent to another parent, God bless your family. God bless your son. And thank you for the opportunity for letting me speak tonight. I'm out. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Um, your words mean a lot to me thank and I'm you, sure Ricky. to everybody else here. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Rick. Take care, Ricky. Um, okay, guys, let's bring in our next caller. Uh, whew, okay, um, I believe we have Mr. <laughs> Lenny Malnick, the legend himself, on the line. Lenny Malnick, FantasySports.com. Lenny, thanks for the call tonight. How's everything going? Well, everything's going, and that's the whole key to keep everything going. I just want to take a minute because I did uh, know Zach um, – I did a couple of shows with Zach, uh, not close friends or anything, but uh, certainly heard him on on the radio. And uh, as a uh, as a guest on Zach's show with you and Corey, and uh, I will say one thing: I've been a student of the game for a long time, and when I was hearing Zach, I heard somebody who didn't mail it in. He did his work. He did his homework, his effort, and uh, I gave him a lot of credit, a tremendous amount of credit for what he did because he gave it his all, and too many in our industry uh, mail at home. Zach didn't do that, and um, I certainly got a, a life's lesson when I heard about Zach's passing. As I sat here in my office, my flight to Arizona was canceled, and I was all bummed out. And then I heard about Zach. And uh, a lesson learned. Just remember what's really important in life. And uh, Zach taught me a lesson. So uh, thanks for letting me come on. And um, my condolences to all of you guys who are really, true, truly close with Zach. Thank you so much for the call, Lenny. Yeah. And I can tell you... Um, in full certainty that any time Zach had the privilege of talking to you on the air, it made his day. Um, he was always so excited. He would always ask me, when's Lenny coming back on? When's Lenny coming back on? Um, That's nice to so, hear. So um, you, you may not have gotten to know him very well, but you had a very big impact on his, on his sports life. He listened to you all the time and uh, was one of your biggest fans, Lenny. So it means a well, lot to him. Um, I know for a fact yeah. that you called in tonight. Okay. You guys take care. My condolences to everybody. Thanks, Thank Lenny. Thank you, Lenny. It means a lot to hear from you, man. All right, guys. Going to go down here and bring in um, a very dear friend of mine. His name is Jared Roth. Jared joined the sports crew back in July when we first started. Um, he writes a number of baseball articles. He made a ton of appearances on the sports crew baseball shows with my Zach with my Zach. Yeah, he is my Zach with myself and Zach. Um, Jared, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I mean, hey, how you doing, buddy? obviously all been better, Jared, but at the same time, yeah. uh, we're here for, yeah. today for Zach and we're all just happy that you took the time here tonight to call in and say a few words. Yeah, I feel the same way. I just basically wanted to call in and pay my respects and give my condolences to Zach Zach and I got to know each other pretty well doing the baseball shows last summer, as you said, and we kind of had a good rapport together. I would say we agreed with each other on pretty much everything, which is not something you can say about everyone. We both sort of come at things from the analytical perspective, and 
and just really kind of miss doing the shows with him, you know, miss talking baseball with him. And uh, I just wanted to wanted to call and give my condolences to his family. Um, thank you very Thanks, much, sir. Jared. And one one of the best things, Jared, about working with both you and Zach together was that I was always the odd man out because I'm so old school still from my an- analytics standpoint. You guys are both sabermetrics gurus, and you guys would have all this stuff in common to say. And I al- yeah. almost kind of felt left out on the shows with you guys. Um, you guys brought so much interesting information and stuff, and um, I will, I'll never forget that. And obviously, we'll be having you back on our shows as well. So hopefully, you can uh, bring some of that fire um, and that analytics, sabermetric stuff that we will be dearly missing from Zach. Yeah, I, yeah, I know one thing. I'll when, to... when, 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 sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say I feel the same way. I'll do my best, and and I'll never forget those shows either. Those were great times, and just going to miss it so much. Well, um, Jared, Jared, thanks so much for the time, man, and um, we'll be speaking with you soon. Take care of yourselves, and thank, again, and thanks for everything you do with the sports crew, and thanks for the call tonight. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Thank Mike, you. before There's I thing bring in... Yeah, Mike, before I bring in another caller, um, there's something you wanted to say, so please go ahead and do so. Yeah, yeah just uh, in the early days of the sports career, when you guys did uh, fantasy baseball with the sports career, when, uh, it must have been one of the first shows. I uh, I always tuned in when uh, when Zach and uh, Zach and Jared got together. When they made the DFS one of you bet your ass you're playing that in tournaments and cash games because it was always – it was always a – it was incredible. Um to it's just uh yeah they 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 they're both really good together and it was good to hear from them yeah they uh they really were they they shared that same knowledge and like they were like computers when it came to the uh the an- analytics and the saber metrics and they actually taught me a ton about that cuz i always was like i don't give a crap about that kind of stuff man i'm old school i use the eye test and all that um but now i want to bring in another caller this guy is a guy who um, worked with Zach and I back in the day in Major League Fantasy Sports, um, and we also had the privilege of having him on working with us a few times over the last couple of months, and that's Mr. Ron McLeese, who's currently at fakepigskin.com. Ron, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me, guys, and I just want to say I'm honored to be part of this tribute to Zach, and uh, I just, you know, he just made such a big impact in so many lives, and um, I just want to say from I mean, we kind of we kind of all started at the same place, uh, Lou. And you know, mm-hmm. Lou and I go way back for people listening that don't don't know. And we kind of uh, thanks to Corey, we got that opportunity to work together. And uh, I also like Lou, uh, feel indebted to him because I wouldn't know guys like Lou and and Zach and Mike and have ever had that opportunity. I've been lucky in the industry um, to meet some of the best guys out there, not just really smart guys um, like all of you. It do shows with you, but just great people. And at the end of the day, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. And and I think, you know, just a little background. Uh, Lou and I were doing the the show. The Corey kind of gave us the reins to kind of start the whole thing. And um, you know, we had just got started and done a few shows. And I remember, I remember just a quick story. Um, the first show we did, Zach was on, and he was still kind of new. Um, I could tell, but you know he carried himself so well, um, and you could tell he wasn't nervous. He just he was ready for the big bright lights per se, 
and at that time, and he was just, to me, it was, you know, he just made an impact on me, and I kind of, you know, I took a step back, and I said, well, who is this kid, Zach, because, you know, his knowledge, you know, I've been listening to the show tonight, um, that that was paramount to me, was how smart this kid was, and how much he knew, and how much I felt like, you know, we all, and Corey brought it up, and it's it's a profound statement, but and Lou and I have talked about it recently. The reason why we're doing this, really, I mean, it's we want to get somewhere. We have goals, but it's the passion, you know, and, and not to just piggyback off what Corey said, but it's the truth. I mean, we all share in that passion, and Zach was, you know, at the end of the day, he was right up there with, with all the guys, you know, that have come through fantasy sports, and we all work together, and we kind of went separate ways, and you know, I had my own kind of, you know, vision, and I, I wanted to stay in Major League Fantasy Sports and keep doing shows with you guys because it was so much fun. And, you know, I had taken uh, um, on some responsibilities with fake pigskin, and so we kind of had to, uh, you know, we left on good terms. But, you know, I look back on that, and I, and I was telling Lou the other day, I kind of believe it was all fate because, one, you know, me leaving, you know, was a great thing for – for many reasons, because it opened that door for Zach, and, and I feel like um, that was the one thing for Zach that, you know, he deserved that opportunity that Corey gave him, and working with Lou was just, you know, it, it was the best match, you know, a match made in heaven for these two guys. Um, you know, I wish I had more time with Zach to, to get to know him on a personal level, but um, I do remember the last show that we did. Uh, we did a couple shows where you guys brought me on with Mike um, for the playoffs for football, and I just remember how complimentary he was in the last show that I did with him at the very end, and and Mike was the same way too. You know, these guys didn't have to say anything. They could have just ended the show as it was because we had so much fun talking football and playoffs and giving our hot takes. And I just remember Zach saying very kind words to me, and those always stay with me, you know, always be there because that's just the kind of person he was. He was so kind and you know he wasn't about himself. He wasn't selfish. And like I said, that passion for sports and just the broad knowledge that he had, no matter what sport it was, like that will always stick out, stand out to me. So you know, I, I you know I can't I can't say anything more than you know he's really going to be missed by all of us. And you know we're really going to miss doing shows with this guy. And you know he's he's always going to have a special place in our hearts. And you know I know it's going to be hard for everyone, but. Um, we're all always going to remember him. We're always going to, you know, know that he's looking down on us. And, you know, and I want to commend Lou for last Sunday coming on our um, AL East show. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, Lou, this is, I understand what you're going through. And I can only begin to imagine, you know, how close you guys were. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Lou asked Meg and Meg said, you know, Zach would want you to do that. And, you know, I think that uh, he was, he was smiling down on us that day and, and probably, probably laughing at some of our takes, mine more than yours, Lou. Well, Ron, I could tell you, man, if it weren't for Zach and talking about that AL East division so many times together over the years, um, I wouldn't have had half the amount of information I had to say. I mean, I would have had the thoughts, but, um, you know, every time you do a show, as you guys know, um, you learn from somebody else that you're working with. And Zach, as much as I might have been able to teach Zach, he taught me so much and, provided a different point of view for me that um, it's always, you know, allowed me to 
um, sound better than I actually should, I guess. Um, so any, so any hot takes I might've had on that show run, um, are thanks to Zach. So, um, again, thanks for having me on that. Thanks for coming on tonight and sharing with us, um, some of the wonderful things you had to say about Zach and, um, We'll definitely continue to push on for him and um, definitely be speaking with you soon, hopefully even on the air as well, man. Take care of yourself. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me on. I just want to send out my condolences to the entire Sour family and especially with with Meg. And I just, you know, I can't can't say anything more, but, you know, he was, he's loved by so many people and he's made such an impact, a lasting impact in so many people's lives. And, uh, you know, I'm really going to miss his DFS advice. And just like Mike said, he, he was spot on. And uh, he knew it, you know, from day one. And that was one thing, too, with Major League Fantasy Sports because I feel like Zach, Mike, and myself were kind of like always pushing the envelope to Corey for DFS stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that he got that opportunity with you, uh, Lou, to do to do what he really wanted to do and loves so much. Absolutely, man. And the thing he loved most yeah. was basketball. We specifically created a basketball show just for him. Um, and I think at some point later on, we'll hear from one of the uh, the guests we had on that show frequently in Hannah Kulik. Um, but yeah, Ron, again, thanks so much, man, for uh, taking the time to call us here tonight and take care of yourself too, man. Thanks for having thanks, me man, guys, hang in there. And, uh, Thank you, Ron. Don't, Thank you very don't worry, much, I'll meet again. Hopefully, uh, soon we can uh, rekindle some of this so you guys take care cheers man all right guys um for now it looks like the callers have slowed down for the moment um i do expect one or two more probably but at this time you guys have been really quiet here and i appreciate that um i need a couple minutes for myself unfortunately to just compose myself so shane i'm going to send it over to you man and maybe give um a couple takes and story or two um that you want to share with your time with zach well i it's it's funny once you look back at certain things and and i think that's kind of the beauty in life when when somebody passes on and it, it could be a uh, an expected death or an unexpected death. But when you look back at certain things that happen in life where you just have memories, you have things that just pop in your head. The first thing when you look at somebody, it could be someone in your work life, your family life, just things that just happen. And one of them was, I believe it was about the second or third week, of when I just started with this company and the NBA season was already upon us and um, excuse me. Um, and I thought the MLB show was beforehand because as much as I love the, the NBA, I don't have much knowledge when it comes to these guys. Uh, I watch the game. I love the Lakers. I, I, I'm a huge UFC fan for, for college basketball. I love UNC. Like, that's as far as it goes. I know certain guys like that. But I don't know the intangibles, the certain insiders, the, the game breakers or the difference makers when it comes to winning and losing or even the DFS aspect um, for this, this particular sport. And I remember I logged on really soon. I even called him pretty soon. And I even remember losing message being like, hey, you want to like, chime in or even add a few more pointers when it comes to this. And, and I said, no, I actually thought we started a little earlier, but I'll listen in for a couple minutes and I, I just want to see what it's all about. And I remember Zach going on about 
even the top 10 uh, teams as of right now and why they're going at it. And I just remember the voice, the tone, the character, the factual strength that he has when it comes to this sport. And, I mean, granted, yes, he was fantastic at Major League Baseball. He was great in NFL fantasy. He knew a lot of the ins and outs when it came to it. But I remember very well, and I will never forget how he even spoke of certain teams. I, I think even remember at one point he even called it that, saying that the Houston Rockets were going to be a very good team because D'Antoni moved James Harden from, from small forward to point guard. And I remember hearing what he had to say, and he was so spot on and confident with his words. It, it, it was mind-blowing. He was actually very inspiring to me. And coming from a guy who was still pretty new when it comes to this, this element, this, this industry, the field industry, where you hear somebody doing this, and you want to be like that. I mean, you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be complacent or introvert. And this guy just happens to just knock it out of the park. Where, I mean, when I, when I look back at Zach, that's the first thing I think of. And even to drag more into it, I know he was very, very raised proper because a lot of mothers would have never done what Kathy did. And for her to do that, I absolutely applaud and flat out cheer for anybody who can do that because it's so hard. And I have a brother who battled addiction. And I remember a lot of things in my childhood and certain things are obviously not as, certain things are good, but there's also a lot of things where I just remember the state of mind he was in to things that have happened. And I can only imagine what goes through your mother's head when this happens. And for, for you, Kathy, for, for you, Megan, you are very well loved. You are flat out very well loved. And I cannot say nothing more but thank you for everything that you even did for Zach. He knows it. We all know it. And as much as I can go on, this is, this is all I got. So thank you, guys. Uh, very, very well said, Shane, and uh, thanks for giving me a breather there, man. I was having a bit of a, a bit of a tough go. Um, Mike, you and Zach, man, you guys go back quite a few years as well, similar to me and Zach, similar to Ron and Zach. You guys did a lot of football shows this past season, were pretty much the stars of that show. You kind of just let me sit back and host, and you guys gave most of the takes. <laughs> Um, with all that being said, man, you must have a favorite moment or two about working with Zach, whether it be in Major League Fantasy Sports or during the time with the sports crew or just anything that Zach was able to do for you on a personal level, an impact he might have made that way. Yeah, oh, there's a, there, there's a long list. Me, me and Zach go back to the spring of 2015 when uh, I uh, came across an ad for being a writer for Major League Fantasy Sports. I... Uh, Applied um, with, uh, you know, a wing and a prayer, threw my hat in the ring. I didn't really have much of a body of work to speak of. Um, I was on the phone with Corey for probably a good hour and a half, which probably annoyed my girlfriend at the time, who <laughs> left the room and just kind of waited for this interview to conclude. And at the end, he said, uh, yeah, you know what, you, you, you've done a really good job. You've really impressed me. Um, I have a few candidates, but I'm leaning towards you and this kid from Buffalo. That uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a shot, um, provided uh, you know a few things, a few. Uh, you know, we just had to cross the eyes of the T's. So me and Zach came into the industry at the uh, the, the same time. Um, 
he was uh he was he was just he was great like there'd be times where we'd be doing football with the sports crew and we bring up the DFS lineups and I would say my piece and I thought there's no way that uh, you know th- this lineup is perfect there's nothing I could do that Zach would bring up two or three points and I would scratch out a lot of what I did on the air just because he was it was just it was brilliant um not only was Zach a big inspiration for me professionally, um, you know, we both came in at the same time, obviously. Um, I, too, have battled clinical depression for most of my adult life. Um, about a year ago now, actually, I had, I was in a very, very dark place. It To the point where it not only derailed my career, career, so to speak. I'd been doing it a year. Um, I had, and I haven't said this to a lot of people, um, but I had thoughts very similar to the ones that might have been going through Zach's head. And I I eventually, I, I confided in loved ones and friends, and thank God I have, a, a, thank God I have a roster of friends and family who are more than willing to bend over backwards to make sure I'm okay. But Zach was one of those people I reached out to. And uh, just the kind words he said, because he, I, I knew he was somebody who was battling a lot of the same issues I was. And uh, just, excuse me, just just what he sent me was, it, it really it really helped me put, go to get on the straight and narrow. It really It really helped me out. It really helped me get help and you know thank, thanks to you Lou for you know giving me another chance to uh, continue this this career and it's been a hell of a ride and uh, that, that, he, he's going to be missed because he may not have known it but he, he impacted my life more than um, a lot of people have and I will be forever grateful for Zach Sauer well He's listening right now to you, Mike, and uh, if he didn't know, he knows now. He's smiling down on you, and he's looking down on you, and uh, he'll always be with you the same way he'll be with all of us still. Um, Before I say a couple words, it looks like we have a caller here. I don't recognize the number. I assume they're calling to speak about Zach, so I'll bring them on in. 203 area code, welcome to the Sports Crew Radio Network. Show to Zach Sauer. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hey, guys. uh, This is Jonathan. I'm calling from... Connecticut. Um, Zach was my cousin. I just thought I'd say a couple words about, you know, his writing from the perspective of somebody who's, who was never a sports fan. Um, you know, he started writing about fantasy sports a couple of years ago. And I remember, you know, as a cousin, you know, being very excited to, you know, to see that he was doing some writing and, you know, developing that he's always been really into sports, you know, personally, you know, I never cared that much about sports, but I'd read, you know, the writing and his analysis because he was my cousin and I wanted to support him. One of the things that always really impressed me was not just his knowledge, because there's a lot of people who know about sports, but his passion and his ability to make it sound exciting to somebody who, like me, who didn't care about it. He really, you know, had a lot of love and passion for the sports, whether it was in his writing or just, you know, talking with them while the game was on Thanksgiving over at grandma's, you know, he really had an ability to talk about sports and share that enthusiasm among people who just 
didn't otherwise care about sports. And it, you know, really came through. And I think it says a lot about just the quality of not only his knowledge, but, you know, his enthusiasm and his ability to reach people. And, you know, it's, you know, the world lost, you know, a great man. He, he absolutely did, and um, I, I can hear in your voice that it's very difficult for you to uh, be making this call. So, um, again, we appreciate that very much. I'm sure the rest of your family does as well. Um, I'm sure that you realize how much Zach meant to each and every one of us here. Um, so anyone who you know knew him at any time, whether it be after I met him, after we met him um, before and can share something like that with us is um, it's very nice to hear. So thank you so much for taking the time to call into this show and uh, sharing that with us about your, your cousin. Thank you guys. Take care of yourself. You too. Okay. Um, um, I mean, obviously I could go on for days talking about Zach. Um, There's, tons of moments that stand out to me in my head and our time together on air and everything like that. So I'm just going to take a couple of minutes and just um, share a couple of them. Mike, I know you can definitely um, chime in on at least one or two of these as well. Um, something that always made me laugh about Zach was um, how much he despised Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey as a fantasy football <laughs> player. Um, his hate for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. His hate for Travis Kelsey. Was really yeah, it ran real deep, and uh, it was always very humorous the way he would say it. Um, he would even make fun, I think, of his mom and his fiance for maybe watching that uh, reality show with the Kelsies or keep up with the Kelsies or whatever the hell it was. Um, it was it, it was just too funny the way the way he would uh, he would hate on him. Um, another thing, I mean. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm a diehard Yankees fan. The Yankees are a big part of my life. And Zach would always find any way possible and imaginable to rip on me for liking the Yankees and tell me how much he disliked them. Um, that was part of the uh, good-natured ribbing um, that I'll definitely miss most about Zach is uh, his incredible sense of humor and uh, the way he would make me laugh. And even when he was giving me crap and shit about stuff, he did it in such a nice, kind, funny way that he just knew that, um, you know, it, it was it was the most genuine, like, heartfelt, like, the nicest way you could ever, like, make fun of somebody, he, he did it. Um, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, <laughs> Mike, Mike, you, uh, Mike, you, um, you brought up Zach and his uh, daily fantasy sports prowess. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, he was a superstar, man, when it came to daily fantasy sports. Um, he was constantly winning money, providing people with quality lineups and analysis for his picks. He wouldn't just make those picks. He would tell you why. Um, and I remember one time, very specifically, I took his advice. I discarded my entire lineup. I, like, I deleted everything. I used his exact lineup, and he won me almost 200 bucks. Um, so needless to say, from uh, from that point on, Zach was definitely my uh, daily fantasy sports go-to guy. Um, one last thing here that I um, I wanted to talk about was the time that uh, Zach and I got pranked by Mr. Joe Buck and the Howard Stern <laughs> Show. Um, definitely yes. my favorite yes. moment of all time yes. with Zach Sauer. Um, not only yes. did Zach ask the caller at one point, is this Joe Buck? Um, and he had no response, Mr. Buck. But he also said right away when, when asked, what do you think of sports broadcaster Joe Buck? Before I could say a word, before I could even 
say, Zach, you have any fucking blurts out? I hate him. Um, made me crack up. Um, he was always good at doing stuff like that. And I know for a fact that he was so proud that that clip from our show was featured on Howard Stern. So um, just you know, one of those things that I just, um, I wanted to share with some of those other moments. Uh, looks like we have two more callers coming here. The first one I want to bring on is Miss Hannah Kulik. She um, works for the sports crew. She does some writing for Lakers Nation, but she did a number of basketball shows with us earlier um, in the NBA season. Hannah, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for taking the time to join us. Hi, of course. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're hanging in there. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I just wanted to come on and say, you know, when I first started, you know, doing the radio show with the Real Sports crew, I was, of course, you know, very nervous. And I had, you know, talked to Lou a number of times before, but I hadn't talked to Zach, you know, before our first show. And I'll never forget, you know, he immediately made me feel so calm and so at ease. Um, And after the show, something that really meant a lot to me was that he immediately uh, messaged me on Facebook and just said what a great job I did and how you know, he was so happy to be working with me, and he was just always so supportive of everything, and it was always so much fun to be able to talk, you know, basketball with him. I don't have that many friends and know that many people who really know the NBA like he did, and man, I mean, he knew the NBA, you know, from the bottom to the top, and it was just always such an honor and such a pleasure to be able to come on the radio with him once a week and, you know, do our show, so I really, really valued my time with him, and I just, I can't believe, you know, the good ones always go too soon. And, man, he was such an amazing guy. And I am just, you know, so humbled that I got the chance to get to know him and get to work with him. Well, well said, Hannah. Um, something tells me that you have a bright future yourself in the sports industry. Um, based on how well-spoken you just were there, I know this was definitely very hard for you. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us here tonight and uh, say a few words about Zach. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. And, again, my condolences. And if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Thanks, Hannah. Take care. Thanks, Hannah. Okay. Bye. Um, the next caller is um, Mr. David Warren. He is the CMO of the sports crew. He's helped very much in building our brand, our brand being specifically Zach and mine. And David, um, thanks so much for taking the time to call us here tonight, man. Um, do you have a few words you want to share with us about Zach? Uh, absolutely. I, I first want to just say to all of you um, at the sports crew that I'm I've been listening to the entire broadcast, and it's been very, it's been very humbling. Um, I'm so impressed by your composure, your dedication, um, just you guys' work ethic and your ability to, you know, put this together and you know, share the not this not just the sports crew in general, um, but just tonight, you know, this tribute. This is uh, this is probably one of the more selfless acts I've seen any anyone do. Um, in a professional capacity for such a, you know, close friend and, you know, business partner and personality. So uh, I got to, you know, take my hat off to uh, to all you um, for, you know, really just putting this together and doing this for Zach because I, I know it means a lot to everyone listening and I know it means a lot to him and I also know it means a lot to you guys. Um, so uh, first and foremost, I just, you know, want to uh, – commend you guys on, on that effort and what you're doing. Um, 
I also want to send my thoughts and my prayers and my consolations to the family. Um, as you know, uh, I have dealt with addiction in my family as well, and it's uh, it's it's so difficult. It's so difficult, and it's just it's it seems so unfair. And uh, I, uh, Kathy, her 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 ability to get on the show, talk to you guys, and you know, we know she's hurting deep down, but she was so pleasant and lovely, and you know, has such an upbeat spirit. It was really uh, it, it was so great to just hear her voice, and I'm glad that she, you know, was able to utilize this platform for that. Um. And the, the last thing I want to say is, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to, you know, witness kind of the growth of the sports crew. I, I get to see more of the operational side. Um, nobody understands how, how much work this is. You know, it's like uh, we've all listened to radio shows. We've all listened to personalities, and it's people make it seem so natural. You just – you get on, you talk for a couple hours, you collect a page, you go home. Um, the amount of work and dedication that you guys put into this, um, I've always said that passion is contagious. Um and I think that, Lou, you had the passion, the dream. Zach uh, came on, and I know he was your, your right-hand man, and you guys worked through uh, everything together. And you just became so close. It's like you guys have a brotherhood-like bond. And it was all built around this passion for sports and um, uh, radio and building the website and building the brand. Uh, and it's, just, it's always so wonderful to see these working relationships turn into amazing friendships. Um, and uh, I feel for all of you. I'm, I'm so sorry you've had to go through this, um, but uh, it's uh, I'm I'm just so so impressed by how you've all handled yourself and how you continue to just you know wake up every day and figure out how can what can I do today to not only be a better version of myself but also uh, celebrate and pray, pay tribute to someone that you know I, I value you you value so dearly. Uh, David, um, you made me cry a few times, man, but that's okay. Um, um, I expect that. I expect not nothing less from you. You're a well-spoken individual. Um, yeah. I know that you. Uh, I know that you had the privilege of listening to Zach a lot, and um, you also always had a lot of you know pointers and stuff for him that I would pass along to him, and he's always so grateful. One of the things I admired most about Zach was that um, he always wanted to hear criticism. When I would tell him good things, he would tell me, no, tell me the bad, tell me the bad. I didn't have much bad to tell him. Um, but right. at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, um, as much as I know you guys, David and Zach, you guys didn't have necessarily um, a personal relationship together. Um, you know, from a sports and content standpoint, he was my right-hand man. And from the business standpoint, you're my right-hand man. And um, I've always kind of felt like we were a three-man team there. So, um, again, so much so much um, appreciation coming from me and I know from Shane and Mike, David, uh, for the call tonight. And thanks so much. And we'll definitely be speaking soon, Matt. All right. Take care, guys. Good, good luck, and, uh, you know, just keep keep going. Thank you, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Thank you, Dave. All right, gentlemen. Um, I, think, I think at this point the best thing for us to do tonight um, for all of our sakes, including Zach's, is to uh, take this last hour of the show and discuss the top 25 outfielders um, in fantasy baseball, an article that one of, was one of Zach's final articles on the sports crew, um, an article that I know he worked incredibly hard on, was very proud of 
Um, I honestly have been looking through these outfielders all day long, and I honestly don't know if I would change one single ranking. Um, that being said, let's, uh, let's get to it. Um, top 25 outfielders counting down from 25 to 1, and the first guy is speedster Billy the Kid Hamilton of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, this, guy, this guy's got tons of speed. Uh, could probably steal 100 bags if he could hit a little better. Um, the problem is that he can't hit, and he doesn't really walk that much either. He's not, um, he's not your, um, your prototypical leadoff type of guy. He doesn't put the bat on the ball enough. Um, but again, stolen bases is such an important category in fantasy sports that Billy Hamilton does definitely deserve these top 25 ranking. Uh, Shane, if you're ready, man, I'll come over to you and get some of your thoughts on Mr. Hamilton. Absolutely. Um, obviously with Billy Hamilton, there might be a little, a little bit of a different situation. Um, it all depends on what you're trying to fill out. Now I'm in a, I'm in a couple of keeper leagues, so I, I don't really draft much for stolen bases. I feel like it's kind of that it's a, it's a good intangible position, but it's not one thing that I reach out for. I like the OPS, uh, home runs, RBIs. We're also in a doubles, triples league. Um, I feel like that that lineup's definitely going to linger. I know they haven't really lost that much in a sense. They only lost Brandon Phillips, and then they also added a speedster with Jose Peraza coming up from AAA. Um, he's a guy that I might draft, like, maybe in the eighth or ninth round if you're really loving that category and you have a different identity compared to what I do. But he's a guy that I usually stay away from. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll come in here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, the thing about Billy Hamilton is he's not really somebody you want in a dynasty sense, in a points league, in a even a, even in a keeper league. But if you're in, if you're playing in traditional roto, um, or if you're playing in a roto head to head, and you really are struggling for saves or or sorry steals, and you really just want to dominate, obviously Billy Hamilton's a guy you really want. Um, some of the encouraging signs, and actually Zach wrote about this here, is uh, that his ground ball rate increased last year, which is something you don't want to see from a lot from like 99.999% of hitters. But with the, with the blazing speed of Billy Hamilton, if he can get to just get the ball on the ground, he could, you know, the, the hits are going to climb. The on-base percentage is going to climb. And obviously the steals are going to get sky high. Um, I don't want to say he's one Juan Pierre because I think he has better speed than that. He has a, I think he has once in a generational speed but that bat is just quad a at best um you really only target them if you're looking to dominate deals or uh, boost that category in any way yeah very good point mike uh he's he's, he's not he's not going to make or break your uh your your roster or your team in fact actually he might he won't make it he could break it because he just cannot <laughs> hit um, let's get over to three guys. I'm going to couple together 24, 23 and 22. <clears throat> Matt Kemp of the Atlanta Braves, Chris Davis with a K of course of the Oakland athletics and Mr. Mark Trumbo, the AL home run leader last year with the Baltimore Orioles. Shane. Well, you're looking at three guys that are pretty similar when it comes to power methods. Um, but the guy that I really like a lot more is Matt Kemp just because I think he played pretty well once he got to Atlanta. His, uh, his numbers were pretty staggering – or not staggering, I'm sorry. He, he hit uh, above 300 when he got to uh, Atlanta. And you can even see it in their lineup, too, because they, 
we've also added a few good pieces. I mean, I know we just talked about Cincinnati Reds and Billy Hamilton, but um, with Brandon Phillips coming over and kind of just even being a little bit more of a shield, I'm not saying he's going to be the best player ever known to mankind. Don't get me wrong. But I, I like what he's been doing over in Atlanta uh, with Dancy Swanson, another year under his belt. Even guys like the Adonis, uh, Gar- Adonis Garcia, uh, Nick Markakis, um, even NCRK, like they have a lot of really good little pieces around them where there's going to be some guys that are going to be on base. And even, I mean, I'd even mention Freddie Freeman for that matter. And this guy is, he flat out raked in the second half. So I like Matt Kemp a lot more compared to these other uh, two guys. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't disagree with your thought process there about the overall consistency that Kemp can bring and, um, all that, but sometimes I think power might be over as, as much as power is not overlooked. I think with a guy like Mark Trumbo, at least it might be, um, you have to keep in mind that he plays in Baltimore in a really, really good lineup surrounded by Jones, Machado, Davis, now Wellington Castillo. Um, so he's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to have a ton of RBI opportunities. Um, based on their average draft projection, Trumbo's going a little earlier. So would I wait to grab a guy like Davis or Kemp? Yes. But if they were all there at a time where I wanted, um, you know, a number two outfielder, let's say, um, I would definitely take Trumbo over these three guys. Mike, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I like the order that uh, that Zach has these guys in. Um Matt Kemp, he had a, a bit of a renaissance year after struggling quite a bit, bouncing between San Diego, uh, Los Angeles. Um, but he is getting up there in age a bit. He has proven to have broken down uh, with, with shoulder injuries and uh, what that in the past. Um, it, it could be behind him. He could play another 10 years. But those issues are still there. I doubt there it, and, I doubt it. Yeah. You doubt it? Okay. I um, doubt it. I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I just have that in the back of my mind. Chris Davis, um, he put up tremendous power numbers in the worst hitting ballpark in Major League Baseball. If you can hit in Oakland, you can hit it anywhere. Um, however, I do see a little bit of a regression because it was almost too good to be true. I think the last guys to really put up power numbers like Chris Davis did last year were guys like Mark McGuire and Jason Giambi. I'm not, not implying any sort of PEDs or anything, I think he's clean. But um, I, I just see a regression coming. That, that season was too good to be true, whereas Mark Trumbo is in a situation where he can um, replicate a lot of the numbers he put up when he went to Baltimore. We've seen Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis, CH Chris Davis, go to Baltimore, put up monster numbers. Um, Mark Trumbo's obviously done the same. Uh, I, I just see him not – I just see the less of a regression factor with Trumbo. And obviously uh, the, the guys out there drafting right now have proven that because the ADP is a little bit higher, like you said earlier. Yeah, well, um, I'm not going to beat super PG-13 right here, but Zach and I used to call Trumbo Mr. Mark Tromboner. Um, and uh, we always got – we always got a good laugh. We always got – better than uh, the name that I had. Yeah, exactly. We got, I, I we got a nice little. Uh, at least I got a nice little chuckle out of you, you guys, after um, after these heartfelt and emotional stuff we were um, going through in the first half of this show. So it's nice to hear you guys laugh a little bit. Um, let's get over to twenty one, twenty, and nineteen. We have Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs who missed most of last season. We have Justin Upton of the Detroit Tigers and Andrew McCutcheon, number nineteen. Andrew McCutcheon's a very interesting one because he had 
such a dreadful season last year by his standards for sure. Um, one of the better all-around players in baseball for years and years. He kind of fell off last year. Um, definitely not used to seeing him at 19 on an outfielder's list, but he is there right now. And if uh, you get to your draft and you're, you know, at the point where you're looking for an outfielder, you see Upton, you see McCutcheon, you see Schwarber. Um, what do you guys, what are you guys thinking? Um, they all kind of offer you different things. I think they can all bring something different mm-hmm. to your lineup. So Shane, in your opinion, who would you go with or why? It's weird. It, it, this is definitely a catch-22 because you can look at a guy like Kyle Swarber who has catcher eligibility, and obviously, if, if I call that right, he might even end up getting drafted before McCutcheon just because of his fantasy eligibility. I like McCutcheon a lot, and I think there's two reasons why you move this guy to right field compared to keeping him in the center field. Number one is you want to increase his production rate at home plate. So you want him to hit maybe two more home runs, drive in a few more runs, get that OPS a little, little bit farther up. Or you're, look, you're looking to trade him because they have a kid named Austin Meadows who happens to be an absolute stud in AAA in the making. So I don't know if I would reach for McCutcheon because I feel like his ceiling obviously is already hit. Um, with Upton, Upton's a streaky guy. So, I mean, he's, a, he's literally like a right-handed version of Josh Hamilton for he'll hit you five home runs and 13 RBIs. In one week, and then you'll go. We're talking Josh. Shane, we're talking Josh Hamilton, like 2009, though, right? Yeah. Well, even before that, but okay, even even if you're not even talking Josh Hamilton at that point in 2009, Justin Upton, yeah, if you look at his numbers, he actually had not a bad year last year, but the majority of it was in like a span of like two months, because the other months are he's abysmal, or even ego week in and week out. The guy that I would obviously like would be Kyle Schwarber because he's going to be in a dynamite, dynamite lineup and he's going to be hidden. He doesn't have to be the three, four or five guy. He's probably going to end up being the two or the six guy. If he's going to be in the fifth spot, who cares? That's fine by me. You're going to more often than not, you're going to have first and second with two outs and you have a chance to drive and runs, if not second and third. So I, I, I like Schwarber a lot compared to these, these other two guys personally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, Mike. How about you? Yeah, um, if I were to rank these guys, I would probably go, and this might be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to go Upton 3, Schwarber 2, McCutcheon 1. Um, Upton, like you guys said before, there are the, he's um, obviously the counting numbers at the end of the day are going to be there for Justin Upton. However, they're going to come in spurts. Um, I remember there was a good 2 seven, or 10 to 14-day stretch, um, and I believe late June, where you had to have Justin Upland in your in every one of your uh, DK lineups, uh, he was just on fire, and then he would go, you know, bat 220 the next two weeks. You just don't know what you're going to get week out and week out. He's probably better for uh, traditional role, role formats. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, um, obviously, we saw in uh, in 2015 and um, and in the World Series and in the playoff run that he is he does look like one of those natural headers, like you like Lou, like you said earlier, like you're one of those eye test guys. He does pass those eye test guys. He's probably going to put up those numbers. However, we haven't seen a complete 162 games out of him, which kind of concerns me just a, yeah, a little Mike, bit. That's a um, good point, yeah, man. that's a good point because we don't know if he can stay healthy if he has to play in the outfield because yeah. he's not going to be 
catching every day. Uh, the Cubs and Joe Madden, who is one of the best managers in baseball, will have to be very careful about when they play him, how often they play him, and where they play him. Let's get over to yeah. uh, four other oh. hitters here. Um, sorry, Mike, if you have something else to add on McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah I was just, just going to do a quick quick breakdown on McCutcheon here. Um, you know, if he, there's going to be a lot of recency bias on him. You know, he only bat, he only bat 256, hit a career worst year. But uh, one of the legends in the, in the industry, Ron Chandler, has always said, once a guy displays a skill, he owns it. He's not over the hill yet. He's still in a, he's still going to be in a good lineup. The cap, counting stats are going to be there. Um, I, I think he has the most upside of the three in this group. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't argue with you there. I can't argue with you there, man. Um, I want to, but I can't. Um, there's there's four guys here, all very similar players, um, very athletic, have some speed, have some power, great gloves. I mean, I know we don't look at that from a fancy perspective. These are guys who bring health to be playing 162 games this year. And that's number 17 of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Gregory Polanco. Number 16 of Zach's Miami Marlins, Christian Yelich. Number 15 and 14 of the Colorado Rockies, Carlos Gonzalez and Ian Desmond. Michael, come over to you. Out of these four guys, you can't really go wrong with any of them. They'll all help you a lot. Who do you like the most? Who I like the most of this group. Uh, well, that's, that's five, right? Because you missed uh, Cespedes at 18. Um I think I like honestly. Out of yes. Include Cespedes in that, please. I totally did miss Cespedes. Sure, yeah. Include him in that, please. Okay. Um, I think the safest bet here is. Uh, so we're gonna rank these from a pure upside standpoint. And this is just how I draft in just about any sport. Is I like to look for upside. Uh, Gregory Gregory Polanco is only. Excuse me. He's only in his mid twenties. Um, he should, he's shown he's he's only a couple years away from, or a couple years behind being one of the best prospects in baseball. He still has those tools; they just haven't been on display at a superstar level. He could very well break out this year, and there's probably a lot of um, you, know, he, you know there's probably a lot of broken hearts out there from guys who have drafted him high and been disappointed in the past. You can get some real value there. Um, same with Christian Yelich for to a lesser extent. He's still only 24, even though he's he broke in the league at what what 21, 22. Um, there's still a lot of potential there. He doesn't quite have the speed um, that Polanco has, or maybe um, uh, the contact ability, but he he is there. Um, Cespedes, despite the injury concerns, um, obviously broke down a little bit last year. He still has that raw power. He still has. Um, he still hits the ball hard. You know, if you're going to talk about passing the eye test, uh, I, I can't really get his contact rate up right now. I don't really Mike, Mike that, when, but... I think, when I think about Ioannis Cespedes, Mike, I think of what he did when he joined the Mets in 2015, um, that like yeah. two-and-a-half-month period where he carried them, was easily the best player in baseball through that time, and honestly was in consideration for NL MVP when only being in the NL for two-and-a-half months. So when I think about that and I think about Yohan Cespedes being able to do that type of stuff, um, he's a guy I'd love to have on my team because if he can even have a month where he's that good, he can carry you. Yeah. He's just one of those guys that looks good coming off the bus. You know, he's he's a big, sturdy body. He can get the ball hard. Um, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, you know, he seems to be on the downslope of his career despite playing at Coors. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like his – home road splits are pretty even these days, if not they've been for the rest of his career. A lot of his appeal when he was a top 
outside outfielder was his speed. That's not really there anymore. As with uh, Ian Desmond, he was a twenty. He's been a twenty twenty type of guy. You know, he goes to cores. I, you know, it, it'd be an easy analyst to say um, that the power numbers are going to go up with with Desmond. But uh, you know, he's got he's going to have those power numbers increased. At, obviously, playing at cores, and he's going to have that speed. So you could have um, the upside is definitely there with uh, Ian Desmond. Um, yeah, I see that. I mean, Desmond also might have shortstop eligibility, outfield eligibility. You will gain first base eligibility, most likely, yeah. which, which also adds to his value. Shane, Cespedes, Polanco, Yelich, Gonzalez, Desmond, all good players. Who do you like the most and why? I definitely think I'd have to agree with Mike on this one because uh, with Polanco, him only being 26 going into this year, and there might be a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder just because maybe a, a part of him thought that he was going to be a center fielder going into all this once the cutchin goes away uh, to right field. I, I feel like there's might be a little bit of a, a little bit of just wanting to be that guy. I, I mean, obviously he signed a pretty hefty contract. It wasn't, it's big for Pittsburgh. It's not big, big for a team like the Yankees or anything like that, but it's a five year, 55 million. Um, I, I feel like he wants to be that guy. Now, if you ask me if there's a guy out of all these five guys that we're talking about, I mean, it's very hard to go against a guy like Carlos Gonzalez and Ian Desmond when they play in Colorado. And they're both power guys. And even with Ian Desmond, he could steal a few bases. And then there's obviously Christian Yelich, who's fantastic, who kind of fell under the radar, but he still has a lot of value. But if you ask me, Gregory Polanco is the guy that I would probably pick out of all these guys just because he has the most talent, I think he's starting to finally figure it out. I mean, if you want even a few stolen bases here and there, he, he had 27 stolen bases in 2015 and 17 and 2016. So he brings a little bit of an intangible compared to most guys. So I, I would have to agree with Mike. I, I like Gregory Polanco much more out of the, the, these other four other guys. Um, yeah, um, I have Polanco last year. I absolutely love the guy. I fell in love with him. Um, and if I was still in that league, I would definitely be keeping him. Um, there's a number of guys here I want to talk about next. There's three guys, um, all of which I kind of think about Zach. Actually, when I think about them, one on Carlos Stanton. Zach was a huge Miami Marlins fan, and Stanton is still their star player. The next is J.D. Martinez, who Zach always loved to take in DFS, a guy who Zach really liked. And then, of course, there's A.J. Pollock. And I remember last year Zach did a draft early. He had A.J. Pollock. I was so pumped about it. We talked about how good his team's going to be. And then Pollock got injured. Um, and Zach really never got over that, um, and nor did I because of that. Um, so first, I'm going to stay away from A.J. Paul just because of that, but he is a great ball player. He brings a lot to the Arizona Diamondbacks and to your fantasy roster. Um, of course, J.D. Martinez is in a contract year now, I believe. He has tremendous power, um, and I think he's going to have a great season in Detroit. And there's Stanton, who, if he can stay healthy, um, is easy the best power hitters in all baseball. He displayed that last year during the home run derby, um, just absolutely shattering any record imaginable. Shane, your thoughts on these three superstar players? Well, the, the part that scares me a lot when it comes to Giancarlo Stanton is that at one point he went one for 26 with 20 strikeouts. And as much as, as good as fantasy baseball gurus we are, that that just I mean that sticks out like a sore thumb. Like it's not a what have you done for me lately kind of thing. That is 
what have you done for me the last two weeks? Like, what's going on right now? I mean, with J.D. Martinez, I, I, I like him. The only thing that worries about me a little bit is he had thumb surgery on his right hand with his throwing hand. Um, that, that worries me a little bit. I really, and, and it's kind of condescending on this, I really like A.J. Pollock. I think he's a guy that's a Swiss Army knife. He does everything so well. Um, he's coming off a full year and even had about 40 to 50 at-bats last year just to get his feet wet a little bit. I, I feel like this guy's going to come in with a vengeance. I think Arizona's kind of a sleeper team that nobody really talks about. They have a little bit of depth. Um, I like A.J. Pollock a lot. If you happen to get him around the 6th or 7th uh, round mark, I would be, I'd, I'd be more than happy to even have him even in that realm. I know it sounds as crazy as it is. It's kind of my bold statement. But I think A.J. Pollock, is a, he could end up being one of your keepers down the road. I think he's that good. Yeah, he's 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 very very good. I just have my personal reasons, of course, for not liking him, as I explained earlier. Um, Mike, your thoughts um, on these three guys? Honestly, this is a real sweet spot in the draft where you can find some value. Um, I think if Stanton can stay on the field, he, I, he always seems to be in the in the leaderboards amongst power numbers when um, he inevitably goes down. If he can just keep stay together for you know, 150 games, 145, you're looking at uh, close to Incarnacion um, uh, type power numbers, which would be, you know, late or late first, early second, which you can get in the later rounds. Um, as is, as with AJ Pollock, um, I know, I know Lou, you've got a sore spot for this guy, but um, if he can, honestly, just like saying, if he can stay on the field, he has the potential to return first round value and you can get that in, Excuse me, the fourth or fifth round. Um, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good value in this area of the of the rankings. As uh, JD Martinez, I see him a lot. Uh, I see him very similar to Jonas Cespedes, uh, Carlos Gonzalez. I, I see him a lot in that tier. Um, you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of him. He can hit. He's got. Uh, he can hit the ball hard. Um, and uh, he, you know, he he he's solid for 25 to you know. 27, 28, even 30 home runs. Um, you, you can't really go wrong with uh, these guys, but uh, we all we all know where the upside is. Certainly, um, we're in the top 10 now. Let's uh, let's talk about 10, 9, and 8. We have uh, George Springer of the Houston Astros, up and coming ball player, up and coming team. We have Nelson Cruz, a consistent power bat with the Seattle Mariners, and we have the young stud in Trey Turner, who's going to be uh, taking over at shortstop now for the Washington Nationals. Um, a guy who seems seemingly can do it all, um, and. There's actually also, I forgot to mention, Ryan Braun kind of in the middle of this as well at number eight. Um, in my opinion, Braun is the least exciting of these four players. Um, I like Springer a lot. I like what he can do. I still don't think we've seen the best from him. Cruz is just steady, steady power bat. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Trey Turner. Um, I'm going to steal your line there, Shane. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife with regards to what you said about A.J. Pollock. Um, I like them all. I like the upside the most from Turner. I like the consistency from Cruz. Um, and I like Springer's situation in Houston. Going to stay away personally from Ryan Braun. But, Mike, will come over to you. Your thoughts on these four players. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've always been waiting for that. Like when, when George Springer first came up, he was that uh, that it prospect. He was going to be um, that that first round guy. You're going to take year and year. That's what a lot of people thought. It has not happened yet. 
Um, I personally don't think it ever will, even though there is a little bit of a uh, 2020. I, I think his upside is a, is a 2027 guy, um, maybe with a little bit more power. Uh, I don't, I, the average fluctuates too much for me with uh, with George Springer. Uh, Nelson Cruz, um, you, you said Brian Brown was, was the most boring of the bunch. I think Nelson Cruz is the most boring of the bunch, and I say that in the most positive way. Um, imaginable just because he is consistent. You know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get about 250, 265 with uh, 30 plus and even high 30s in the homers. And, uh, you know, he's just going to hit the ball of the ballpark. You know exactly what you're going to get. Ryan Braun, um, you know, Milwaukee's got kind of a ignatimous lineup. Um, they have a lot of young guys that, uh, that have some speed that they can get them into the lineup. Um, you know, he might be able to get the counting stats a little bit better than uh, a little bit better than what people think. It's not quite the wasteland that, uh, you know, a lot of people make it out to be. Um, and if it isn't, then, uh, you know, he could be traded to a better situation at the deadline. Uh, we've been saying that for a couple of years now, but uh, it's put up a shout out for the Brewers. They got to make a move on this guy. He's just kind of more or less wasting away there. Trey Turner, he's obviously the most polarizing um, guy on this list. Um He's in the top 10, even though he hasn't had a full season in the major leagues yet. Um, obviously, he has the tools. Um, we saw glimpses of it last year. Um, over 324 uh, plate appearances, he uh, he was outstanding. Um, personally, I like to see, you know, I, I just like to see more of a body of work before I spend that high of a pick. I could be wrong. He could be, uh, he could return first round value, but uh, I personally like to keep it a little bit steady after the first uh, in the first four to five rounds. So um, I might be a little bit less um, excited about Trey Turner than you guys are, but uh, you know I, I obviously see what you're getting at there. Um, um, yeah, 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 and I might be like, 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 Hey, I'm um, back. I'm sorry. With, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, no, no worries, rookie man. move. No worries. Rookie move. Rookie move. Mm-hmm. Um, as when it comes to Nelson Cruz, I think you're dead on him when it comes to him. I, I, I think you already know what you get out of him. You already brought up the numbers. Uh, with George Springer, I like that he's part of more of a potent offense compared to what they were before with Carlos Beltran and also uh, Brian McCann coming into the lineup with uh, a lot more gritty at bats. So even if they get out, I feel like they're going to have more like four to six pitch at-bats compared to someone who's swinging at the first pitch because they anticipate the fastballs coming. Um, Ryan Braun, the first thing I think of when I see his name is trade bait just because of how high his, his contract is. Um, obviously, they want a lot for him. And coming from a Dodgers fan, he was almost he was about an hour away of being traded from Milwaukee to L.A. I mean, they had they had a pretty much all pretty much sealed in, and it didn't happen because they just fought out right on the time. But I think that's more reactive compared to proactive. Trey Turner, Trey Turner is really good, but I just don't know how much I trust out of him because it's a small sample size. Um, George Springer, to me, I think he, he is as good as it gets because number one, he's going to get the at bats. He had 744 plate appearances last year. 
The guy still hit a lot of balls out of the ballpark. He stole some bases. He even increased his walk rate. Uh, thank you to Zach, by the way. And his, his strikeout rate was down too. So, I mean, he's a guy that I really like just coming out of the gates. If there's any guy that I'm going to get out of these guys, and it sounds really crazy, and I know, Lou, you might even disagree. You may even agree to disagree in some sense because of Trey Turner and, and his value because of where he's protected to be. But I really like George Springer coming into this year. Yeah, well, Springer is ranked, at least here, three spots behind Turner. Um, so, I mean, if you could get Springer two rounds later, let's say, I would definitely want Springer first. I'm sorry, I would definitely want Springer at that point rather than where we could get Trey Turner. I mean, I've seen Turner going in the first round, man, or right at the end wow. of the second round, which is a little early for my taste personally. Um, let's talk about two no, guys who are definitely, definitely top players. Um Speed. They have speed. They have power. They play great defense. That's Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies at number five. And then the number six spot was Starling Marte of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, these guys are um, have a kind of similar skill set, um, but they don't at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, obviously, you're going to get close to 2020 numbers with these guys. Uh, you're going to get more speed with Marte. Obviously, you're going to get more power with Blackman. Given his uh, given his ability to put the bat on the ball and his uh, um, and, and the fact that he plays in half of games and cores, that there's obvious value there. Um, if we're talking real, um, you know, on the field baseball, not fantasy baseball, I would take Starling Marte nine times out of ten. But I think Blackman has a better situation. I can see why you could, you could argue a case for either or. Um, personally, I think there's a little bit more. Uh, more consistency with Blackman, just given that he's done. He's put up the power numbers more than one year in a row. Um, a little bit of a theme there for me. That's kind of how I like to uh, draft it early in the uh, early in the, in the early rounds there. But uh, you know, you, you could argue a case for either or. Yeah, well, there's definitely no wrong choice here. Both these guys are incredible mm. talents. Both these guys are dynamic players who you definitely need to have on your roster if you want to have success. As you mentioned, 2020-type guys are very hard to come by nowadays, so adding a player like this um, will only help. Shane, your thoughts on these guys? As much as I like Marte, and I happen to have him as a keeper last year, I, I like Blackman so much more. I mean, I, I just feel like he doesn't only drive the ball. He steals a lot of bases. And I know it sounds really condescending once again because I'm not really winning many cases when it comes to this. It's Charlie Marte only had seven home runs last year. Charlie Blackman had about mid twenties, and he still stole. He still stole bases. He still had triples, a lot of doubles. Obviously, he had a lot. Of he also missed he at least a month, last. Shane. He also missed at yeah. least a month of the season too. And, and the crazy thing to me is, am I even once again light a fire under your ass? Is Charlie Blackman was a part of trade talks. And to me, and also you, Lou, we've, we've alluded to this many times, for him to even be in trade talks is flat out crazy. This guy is, I mean, I, I would love to even have this guy on any fantasy team whatsoever. Even if I had, I was a GM for any club, I would love to have this guy because the guy does everything. He's borderline gold glove defense. Like, he's fantastic. I, I Charlie Marte has – Ideally, he might have the most upside because he doesn't play in a high and low home-to-road split. But I, I like Charlie Blackman really 
really well. I think he's going to have, once again, another really good year. So. Yeah, well, he definitely should, and it helps that he plays in Colorado, but it's worth noting his splits home and road are very even. So don't be, don't be scared off by a guy like Blackman who um, has the advantage of playing in course field because on the road he's just as good. Let's get to number three and four here, both very, very big impactful bats, power bats. One is Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs, of course, he's the third baseman, but has outfield eligibility. And then there's 2015 National League MVP Bryce Harper, who, by his standards, definitely had a down year last year. Um, he's also a guy that said he wants $400 million in his next contract. So if he wants to, uh, if he wants to earn that money, he's certainly got to prove it this year. Shane, if you have a choice between Bryant and Harper, they're pretty much going around the same point at this time in drafts. Who are you taking? It's funny you might mention that, too, because with Chris Bryant, I feel like you get a really good sample size of what he's about. And, and if you look at his position eligibility, he's got first base, third base, and also, obviously, if you're playing in one of those really high-tech leagues, he has left field and right field uh, eligibility also. You have, with Bryce Harper, I feel like he had such a down year where you can't help but look at his numbers. They weren't that bad, but to his standards, they were really bad. This is a guy who only hit like 24 home runs, 80 RBIs. He walked over 100 times, but he just, I mean, you, you saw what kind of potential he has. And, and I hate the word potential because it's usually, let me, show me some consistency. Like, show me, show me if you're going to draft in the first round, this is what I want to see. And I want it to be consistently at this pace. I would honestly go Chris Bryant because of not only because he has a lot more options for you for first third base and left field or whatever the case may be but i just like the lineup number one that he's in and it's not it's not a slam on washington because they have actually a pretty good offense too but i just like what they're all about i think their offense is up and coming and i don't think they're going to go away for a long time as for bryce harper you have a couple veterans like jason worth and and uh ryan zimmerman adam eaton when he's moved over to center field, he's been as unproductive as when he first came up in the league. So I don't really like that move much. I, I really like Chris Bryant being that guy that if you happen to have some kind of anchor in your lineup, he's the guy that you go to. Yeah, I'm with you actually there for the first time in this show. Um, when we talk about these rankings, I'm actually with you 100%. Um, I would take Chris Bryant 10 times out of 10 before I would take Harper right now, mm-hmm. especially, you know, what sports is what have you done for me lately? Bryant was the um, NL MVP last year. He helped the Cubs win a World Series. Um, and I think he's going to provide more production for the Cubs lineup than Harper will for the Nationals and specifically for fantasy rosters than Harper will. So I'm on Chris Bryant 100%, again, 10 times out of 10. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, I hate to I hate to not make this interesting, but I'm going to go with Chris Bryant as well. Just like uh, you and Shane said before, you had the first base, the third base, the corner outfield eligibility. Um, and the one thing that speaks out to me uh, – to pick Chris Bryant over Bryce Harper is Chris Bryant came into the league and he essentially hit the ground running and never looked back. I mean, the strikeouts were high when he first came up, but those have been, those have been going down and improving ever since, uh, ever since he made his debut with Bryce Harper. You, we've all seen the flashes of um, the superstar. He could be like his hero, Mickey Mantle. Um, he, when it's all said and done, they're both going to be first uh, ballot hall of famers, but in this point of their career, we've seen Bryce Harper disappear for uh, periods of time. And obviously he put up, uh, 
you know, not what you'd expect out of uh, out of a prodigy like Bryce Harper, but he, you've seen him disappear, and I'd rather have that uh, that, uh, that that consistency with Chris Bryant. I, and I just think that lineup is going to be um, not only stout offensively, but uh, you know, the, the set records defensively as well. And uh, he's he, at this point in uh, in March 2017, 17, I think he's a better ball player. I think all your points there are fair. Um, Again, yeah, it's the first time we've actually all agreed on something. Um, But I I, I don't blame you guys for um, for feeling the same way about Chris Bryant as I do. There's two more guys here. Um, It might seem like it's not as close as it is with Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, because everyone knows Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Typically, um, the... um, the number one pick in these fantasy drafts. But I do want to mention, I think Mookie Betts is a lot closer to Mike Trout than people really think. Uh, if you look at all the numbers, including speed and everything, um, Betts, Betts gives Trout a run for his money. And um, not nothing against Trout, but I think we've already seen the best from Trout. We know exactly what we're going to get from Trout. I think Mookie Betts is still continuing to get better. I mean, his numbers could improve. Yeah, the Red Sox lost Big Poppy, but they still have a tremendous amount of talent and on in that lineup, and I think Mookie is only improving. Um, don't be surprised if he puts up a better season than Trout and ends up being the number one pick in 2018. Um, but Shane, your thoughts: Betts versus Trout? Well, I, I think you hit it when it came to uh, David Ortiz leaving. As as much as I like Mookie Betts, I have him in two leagues. I have him as my uh, two of my main keepers, and. Oh. I don't know how well they're going to do without David Ortiz because that guy has been a staple. I mean, that guy pretty much resurrected that organization just by a, like what two or three swings just in postseason. I man, it's as much as I like this guy. Shane, honestly, he, man, he does, don't remind me. Please don't remind me. <laughs> postseason prowess, man. It breaks my heart every time. I have enough heartbreak tonight as it is. Lou, 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 you're bitching and moaning about three world championships when you have 26. I think we can do this. You're going to be just fine. You're going to be more <laughs> actually, than fine. Actually, Shane, it's 27, but yes, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I brought a knife to a gunfight. That's fantastic. Anyway, with Mookie, <laughs> with Mookie Betts, if you look at the middle of the lineup, though, you have Henry Ramirez, who has a little bit of an injury history, Jackie Bradley, who had a struggling second half, you had Ben Attendee, who was unproven. You have Pablo Sandoval, who is getting paid. Who knows what kind of weight he's in? I mean, for me, the money's on Mike Trout. I just, I know Alvin Pulse is, uh, is battling a foot injury, but I just feel like they have a lot more supporting cast guys. And even if you look at his numbers going into all of this, his strikeouts have gone down, his walks have came up, and I know it might be more just because they're trying to pitch around him and they're trying to going after an older guy in Albert Pujols. But I just feel like if you want the sure guy, Mike Trout is the guy that you have to go to. As much as I love Mookie Betts, and I'm going to reiterate that till the day I die, because I love this guy to death, Mike Trout is fantastic. I I think you already know what you're going to get, and you don't have to fight it. Um, Definitely, man. I mean, I can't say anything wrong about Mike Trout. Um, I just want it to be a little different here and let people know and let them realize that (laughs) that is not as far off from Mike Trout as people might think. But Mike, I'll come over to you. Not at all. We got Mr. Betts of the Red Sox. We got Mr. Trout of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. 
Yeah, and uh, you know what, Lou? I don't think you're too far off with, the, with your prognostication on Mookie Betts. Um, the kid is uh, well, he's, he's a kid. He's, he's, he was born in 1993. He's the same age as me, um, and he's he's putting up 30-30 numbers. Um, you know, he he's just an incredible talent. We saw like I remember there was like a whole there was like a good five days where he homered in five straight games, or he had like five homers in five days. And like like that's just incredible from a kid that age. Um, the one knock I do have is he does play, and why I do like Mike Trout better right now is uh, in baseball, it's really hard to make the hitters around you better just by being in the lineup. I think Mike Trout is that kind of guy. Um, I think he improves the numbers of guys like Albert Pujols and the guys hitting behind him. Um, He's a once in a generation talent. Like obviously we've seen since he came up in 2012 and it's just wrecked um, everything. Um, I like Trout now, but yeah, you're right, Lou. This conversation is going to get a lot more interesting um, in, in the years to come, and there's no reason why these two shouldn't be one, the consensus one-two in every draft happening this month. Yeah, I mean, the only guy who can give them a run for their money might be Jose Altuve, but he's a second baseman, so obviously not part of these rankings. Um, thanks a lot for your uh, your takes on this kind of stuff, guys. I know... Um, it was uh, it's a nice me, little man. change Thanks of pace that. from all the – yes, of course. Um, it's just a nice little change of pace from uh, the heavy emotional stuff we were dealing with earlier. It definitely helped me at least take my mind off because I was having a real tough time earlier. Um, but I do want to take a moment, of course, to thank all the wonderful people who called into tonight's show to say a few words for Zach. I also want to thank you both, of course, for joining me and spending the entire show with me tonight. Um, it means a lot to me. Uh, I definitely needed the support from you guys. And I, I got to tell you and really everyone uh, how strange it's been not being on the air with Zach tonight and just over this past week. He just became such an important person in my life. Um, someone who I could just always lean on for anything. And I really can't say that I know anyone at all in this world who is more passionate than Zach was when it came to sport and the job that we do every day. So um, again, he'll just be so, so truly missed. I can't even put it into words, but Mike, I'll come over to you, man. Do you have any final thoughts on tonight's show? No, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was very bittersweet. Um, obviously the loss of Zach has hurt us all. And, we we heard so many wonderful anecdotes and stories and memories uh, in his honor shared by everybody who called in. It was just incredible. Um, it was a lollapalooza. It was a who's who of, you know, everybody that's meant a lot to this show. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I had to throw my phone on mute when, uh, when Kathy called in. She said one sentence and I just, it felt like my mom was calling in talking about me. Like it, uh, it really hit home. Um, obviously mental, there's, there's still, even in 2017, a stigma about mental health, but if you're, if you feel like you're struggling, if you feel down anyway, don't be afraid to reach out to people who love you. Um, it, it may, you may not think it at the time, but, uh, you know, everybody. There, there's always somebody who's gonna love you, and uh, they'll hear you out, and they'll they'll help you get on the right track. Um, you know, just uh, just just keep that in mind. There's there's always somebody else looking out for you. But uh, you know, I'll miss Zach. And it was really weird in in the pre-show not hearing his voice um, ring through the ring through the phone there. Um, 
do, doing the like especially the the Sunday with the football or with the sports group, it's just not going to be the same. And I know I'll miss them um, dearly, and everything I do going forward, my career will be a nod to well, him. If if you heard that, Mike, that was Mickey saying she shares your sentiments. Uh, she's been pretty quiet tonight, but she wanted to make her presence felt. She loves Zach too. So um, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for that, Strome. And um, we'll be speaking soon, man. Take care of yourself. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um... Shaney, boy. Mike, it was a pleasure, um, buddy. Mike, is Mike, definitely a pleasure, though. I don't. Yes. Thank you. It certainly was. Shaney, boy. Um, anything you want to say in closing, man? Um, I, I feel like he, I mean, there's so many things that you want to say because I feel like your your mind is racing at 500,000 miles an hour when it comes to certain things like this. But, I mean, I, I, I feel his pain when it comes to this. And I my heart obviously reaches out to Megan and obviously to Kathy and just everything that's going on. And, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. I, I, I feel like I'm just emotionally just all over the place. And I think probably everybody else is feeling the same thing. And, and for the people that called in, I feel like you're a step ahead compared to others when it comes to just getting it out there and just speaking your, speaking what you want to say. And, and I'm not saying if you didn't call in, like that you're not feeling that way either. Don't get me wrong. But for the people that called in from, from Lou's father to, I mean, the courageousness of, of Zach's mother. I mean, it's, she didn't have to do that. It's very unselfish for her to do that. I, I, I feel like, like for everybody that, that reaches out, I mean, long story short, I feel like your their family, Zach's family, Megan's family is all in my prayers. Well said, Shane. Well said, man. And I'll speak with you soon. All right, buddy. Have a good night, guys. That will wrap up our show here this evening, everybody. Zach, I know you're looking down on all of us, man, and I hope we were able to make you incredibly proud tonight. I promise to keep at this, and you'll be in my thoughts each and every time I hit the airwaves, man. You're a great friend, brother, business partner, and incredibly knowledgeable about the world of sports. We will be sure to carry on your legacy, and I hope you do know and realize how truly missed you are. From everyone here at the Sports Crew Radio Network, I want to thank you all for listening here this evening. Take care of yourself and stay classy, everybody. Until next time, Sports Crew Radio, over and out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.